Welcome to the Restless Midlifer podcast, helping you get life back on your terms and recapture that spirit of adventure. It's episode 47 and continuing the theme of regroup, which is, you know, getting your head back from stress so that you can allow yourself to explore options, put stress in its place and just feel like life's back in your, under your control. Um, what I want to do is explore perspective and I'll get onto that shortly. The key thing to remember is that whilst in overwhelm, getting perspective is a real challenge. So it's about last week's episode really is about manage the physiology of overwhelm before then starting to look at the psychology, the perspective, and that kind of thing. So go back to last week's episode if you haven't uh, already listened to that one to talk, to pick up the tips and tools that I talk about there. Um, before I jump in, I've got some other updates. I've got some great interviews recorded. I've highlighted some of those and scheduled more to come. And the main aim of those are to share the, I guess, the restless midlife of stories uh, and to pick key ideas, tips, and approaches from those, and also pick the brains of um, some experts who have particular perspectives that can be useful to us. Uh, and this week's uh, episode, Friday's bonus, is a part two with Pete Matthew, who is the podcast host, uh, sorry, the host of the podcast Meaningful Money, as well as a financial advisor. Now, if you think back to episode 32, and if you haven't listened to that, I do recommend listening to that, where part one with Pete, we explore getting the basics right, I guess, for, for our financial midlife, perhaps recalibrating what past mistakes financial and just starting to try to create some space financially through relooking at our finances. And in this one, Friday's episode, we start to explore what we can do to build on that, looking at issues around midlife investing and things that I didn't uh, realize uh, were the case where it was really insightful to speak to Pete about that. So check out that interview on Friday. Uh, and don't forget, you can learn more about embracing your own restless midlife by jumping over to restlessmidlifer.com and check out the Midlife Readventure program, the Academy, and to sign up to the regular emails, updates, tips, tools, and strategies to help you regroup, reshape, and redesign your own midlife adventure. Last week, I shared some ideas on how to manage overwhelm. Uh, check that episode out. And it is, as I said, important to recognize that we don't confuse the managing of the overwhelm um, with what you're trying to cope with and the issue you're trying to solve under underlying it. We need to separate the two out because overwhelm in its, uh, in its own right needs your full attention. <laughs> it actually takes your full attention, whether you like it or not. That's, that's what overwhelm is by definition. Um, but anyway, overwhelm is that emotional state where we feel and respond rather than thinking and rationalizing. So having managed our overwhelm, and this is the thing, before we get to start to get to grips with dealing with a cabbage, one of the demands or the demands that we're facing, or choosing something like a timeout, for example, you know, something like self-care might be the appropriate thing at that time. Before we do that, it is important to put the overwhelm and more importantly, the thing or things that caused it in its place. Our mind needs to feel like we have, we've got this, I've got this before we can dismiss it out of hand. And what I mean by that is, you know, we can have the overwhelm, manage ourselves down, but what we might find is a temptation to then push it to one side to get on with something else or to get back to it. And there's there's an important aspect to this, which I do talk about in episode seven, actually, of what, you know, it's the restless midlife, but at the time it was called the sprout sweater, um, where I talk about what is on your mind has your mind. And it's important to recognize that if we don't do something to, to deal or get into perspective get our head in the perspective around the thing that's created the stress or send us into overwhelm. It'll always be there. It'll be niggling away at us um, and, and chewing away at us. So we need to deal with that. So it is about recognizing that, you know, in terms of it, we can get so used to coping with the cabbages, 
using our existing toolkit or coping, you know, kit of coping strategies, I guess. And those coping strategies can be what we default to when we get back out of overwhelm, if we're not careful. You know, the usual things like just work through it, keep going, shut the F up and get on with it. Um, and we deal with it in the ways that we've picked up ha- that have worked for us in the past. And to an extent, they can work because they help make you move you forward potentially or give you the perspective of control on moving forward. But the problem is that we are at capacity. Otherwise, we wouldn't, ne- wouldn't necessarily have been tipped into overwhelm. And that's why when we're at capacity, it can take a small thing to tip us over. And it's it often does. Because we're so used to coping with the cabbages, we cope, we cope, we get on. We get really good at coping. And I, I'm using the old air quotes here. It doesn't mean it's a good thing. But in coping, we then get blindsided by that one small thing that tips you over the edge. You know, that email that sends you sends your, your emotional temperature sky high. So the key here is to recognize that under stress, in overwhelm, we can perceive things as bigger, as more enduring and insurmountable than they might actually be. And uh, as an aside with that, I'm going to explore self-cabotage a bit more next week because that self-cabotage, that self-sabotage, that inner voice, the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves, others in the world around us, plays into this. And we do need to get a grip on that. So I'll share that next week as we go. But for now, I want to talk about how do we get that basic perspective back, just start to get things framed a a little bit more differently so that we can start to put things in their place. So how do we regain that sense of rational perspective? And the first thing I recognize here is that in doing that, we can often resort to being quite self-critical or giving ourselves a good, and I'm using the air quotes again, not good, but harsh, talking to. We slap ourselves down, or we can. And that might well have worked in the past it can work initially but let's face it what we're doing is we're adding in we're adding more pressure we're we're already under enough pressure and we're adding that voice of criticism that harshness to it and it's a form of self-cabotage in itself but it doesn't necessarily help ease the problem or clear our heads enough to constructively creatively tackle the cabbages and think about what we actually want in life so what we do need to do is recognize that a little self-compassion goes a long way. And in plain terms, that accept, that means accepting that overwhelm is a natural state that we all experience. Now, here's the thing. We may not label it as that, but we all experience it. You may find yourself you know, losing losing it at the, the taxi cab driver who's late. But call it what you like. Blame whoever. It's the stress response, that physiological response, kicking your arousal levels into peak emotion, in this case, anger. It's still overwhelm. The trouble is we often associate that term overwhelm with tears, with emo- like the, the emotions around you know, sadness, um, you know, just emotionally getting upset. And actually, that's not the whole dimension of overwhelm. Overwhelm is anything where our emotions get the better of us. Even if we rationalize that that taxi driver deserved to get a piece of it, um, you know, whatever, there's a controlled calm way to deliver a point and an overwhelmed one. No matter how you cut it, the overwhelmed response is still overwhelmed, even if we're lashing out and we feel like they deserve it, etc. If we're responding from anger, we're responding from that sense of overwhelm. So accepting it as human and then acknowledging that managing the overwhelm then getting back into perspective is important. It's a part of that re, rather than remaining compo- um, in uh, focus whilst under overwhelm or trying to retain it, we regain it, we get back to it. And I guess there's another way I see some mistakes in that by getting into perspective, I don't always mean minimizing it. 
you know, as you can see from the tool, the tool or phrase I'm going to share, sometimes it is the big thing that tips you over. You know, it is a big thing. Perhaps that taxi ride, just as the example I've used, it, it, it's late. And it actually means you risk missing a flight, an expensive flight or a, a long-weighted holiday or to an important meeting or it has a big consequence. So let's not minimize or diminish the impact of the thing that might have tipped you into overwhelm. Denial is is another way that can lead to, well, I guess it leads to consequences. It leads to implosion rather than explosion. You know, that explosion is overwhelm that's, that's manifested outward, you know, anger, irritability, snapping, giving somebody a piece of your mind, tears, frustration. Uh, implosion is that internalizing, but nevertheless damaging, you know, that self-criticism, that tension, that knotting of of the stomach, all of that, you know, the raising the cortisol levels, the temperature, you know, the steam and the blood pressure rising, all of that um, can be the inward version of that. So let's not minimize in the process of dealing with overwhelm, which is where it comes to really the tool that I want to talk about uh, today. There can be recognizing, there can be different scales of challenge or experience that can tip us into overwhelm. So recognizing that is important. And it's important, though, that, that often we are good at dealing, not dealing, good at coping and just holding on to the cabbages. And we're good, I'm using an air quotes again, we're good at holding on to them, just coping, getting through. It is often that coping um, that leads us to acknowledge, really, that the overwhelm is caused, often tipped over into overwhelm by the small, import, less important, irritating or irksome things that's what tips us into overwhelm. Not universally, not always, but often. We get so good at coping that we carry more and more until we are at capacity. And then the proverbial straw breaks the camel's back. Is You know, that's all it takes. So there's loads that you can do to manage your perspective. You know, there's lots of tools and tactics and, and trying to rate something. And if on a scale of one to 10, how serious is this? If 10 means death, you know, those kinds of questions are really useful. And lots of people have different perspectives and you may well have picked up your own tools, pull them into the toolkit and keep them there because they're really, really useful. But I'm going to share you my metaphor, my take on it. And it, it, it is, the, it's a question and it might seem a silly question unless you've been on one of my sessions and you remember this, you will, you will, uh, you will appreciate as silly as it sounds, it's a useful, hopefully memorable because of the silliness. It is about getting perspective. And it's asking yourself, you know, once you've done that deal with overwhelm, the remove from heat, the rescue breath that I talked about last week, giving yourself some time and space, you come back to considering a lower emotional temperature and you ask yourself, is what's stressed me out here? Is what's just sent me onto overwhelm? Is it cabbage or is it sprout? Now, let that one sink in for a second. But what am I asking myself here? I'm in effect asking myself, is what's tipped me into overwhelm cabbage size? Is it genuinely a big issue? Is it a big thing or a sprout size thing, a little thing? And it might seem a bit silly, but silliness can often be a memory hook. And often what I find is at times of overwhelm, we know what to do. It's just we're in the too stressed to manage our stress. So sometimes the memory hooks are what really help us manage. And sometimes a little smile to your face can be really useful at moments like that. So the cabbage or sprout question is that silly thing that can hopefully break the break the moment and get you to think about it. So is what I'm stressing out about here, cabbage or sprout. If it's a big thing, let's give it cabbage size attention. Let's give it the attention it deserves. Let's slice that cabbage down. Let's chunk it into sprout size chunks and take action on sweating those sprouts. But as we said, Often what happens in overwhelm is it's the sprout that gets it. It's that small thing, that email, that comment, that thing that's occurred to you in your mind, that past conversation from three years ago where you wish you'd have said blah, 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 something, the small thing 
that has less impact or, or is, is a smaller issue in your life right now? And if the answer to cabbage or sprout is sprout, then I want you to, to tell yourself, don't sweat that sprout. And again, that's a phrase, and it might seem a silly phrase, but the point is to remind yourself with positive self-talk, that sprout does not deserve the emotional um, and psychological investment or energy that I ha would ordinarily give it. I have got other sprouts to sweat. I've got other chances to deal with. That sprout is not worthy of my attention. It's cabbage or sprout. That's sprout. I'm not going to sweat that sprout. And then get that sprout off your head, off your mind, because if it's on your mind, it has your mind. So do something. Talk to somebody. Vent safely and s securely. Write it down, get it out of your head, do something to do that, or take the sprout-sized action that means it's dealt with to get it away and let go of the emotion. Easier said than done, but we need tools and tricks in the, the, the bag to help us do that. Because one thing about emotion is it it's very, very persuasive and overpowering and convincing in the moment, but give yourself time, 30 seconds later, a minute later, five minutes, 10 minutes later, you might have pressed send on an email that made perfect sense in that moment, but you may well find it feels less important later and you regret it or you find actually what was I so worried about? And that's where talking to somebody and bouncing it around the cabbage, once you've talked about it, suddenly becomes a sprout because you actually do you know what? It's not that bad. I feel better for talking about it. Here we go. Don't sweat that sprout. So that's the tool for the day. Cabbage or sprout. When you feel you're in overwhelm, use the tools to manage overwhelm. Get back into perspective before you take action. And that perspective is saying, what has tipped me over here? If it's cabbage, give it cabbage size attention, slice, dice and chunk into sprouts, sweat those sprouts. If it's a sprout, Tell yourself, don't sweat that sprout. Get it out of your mind and move on to the sprouts that need sweating, the action that needs taken to deal with the cabbages or move you in the direction that you want for your goals. So that's it for this week. Um, let me know your thoughts. Email me, Dave, at Restless Midlifer. If you have any questions, thoughts, or feedback, and as I said, don't forget, we've got the bonus interview this week, uh, this Friday with Pete Matthew, Meaningful Money podcast host and financial expert, an all-around brilliant guy, um, where we talk about some ideas for midlife investment and talk through some things. So catch you later. Take care for now. Sweat the right sprouts. And remember, re-adventure your own midlife, restless midlife adventure. <laughs> I messed that one up, didn't I, for the end of the podcast. I'm not even going to re-record that. It's human. That's what we do. We mess up. Readventure your midlife. Take care. Thank you for listening. You will find all show notes, links, and resources mentioned at restlessmidlifer.com. And why not spread the word? If you know a fellow restless midlifer, share the show and the links. And if you haven't already, subscribe to it in your podcast feed of choice. And one more thing if you enjoy the show, it would be great if you could rate it by visiting restlessmidlifer.com forward slash review. It would mean a lot. And I may even give you a shout out in return. And a quick final thanks to my production assistant, Karen North of North VA, for, and for the music, which is called Silver Star by the awesome Logan Nicholson of Music for Makers. Check out musicformakers.com. Take care for now. And don't forget, you really can live a less stressful, much healthier, and more meaningful midlife. Go re adventure. <laughs>